Good uh, afternoon to you. Our sincere condolences uh, to you and your family, friends and colleagues of uh, uh, your father, Mr. Hosanna. What is the latest update with regards to, I know it only happened this morning, but just how far are you with the bereavement? Well, thanks. Firstly, thank you very much for your for your uh, condolences. We we really do appreciate them, and and many people have really been um, surrounding us with with those good wishes. Um, in terms of where we are, uh, as you rightly said, actually, just as a correction, uh, I passed away yesterday evening, but I mean it's a it's just a detail yeah. um, as opposed to this morning. But um, where we are in terms of the bereavement, obviously we, we, we are beginning the processes of trying to, to, to arrange um, the, 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 the funeral. Um, and, and really, again, without making any formal announcement, we are targeting um, uh, to, to, to have it happen next week, um, ideally on Thursday for a number of reasons. Um, and really at at this stage uh, there there are a number of, of of possibilities whether we have a, a a private family funeral and and there is a, even the possibility of a request having been put in for a a provincial or a state funeral or something of that type so i think you can appreciate it as a fluid so i'm maybe not being as precise as i'd like to be that's fine um just your you know, memories of uh, the past few years of his of your father's life, and just where he stood, what his thoughts and feelings were about democratic South Africa, and where we are at this juncture. Yes, well, again, you know, whenever I spoke to my father about this, he he always recalled his life in exile, where. He had lived in a number of countries. Having left South Africa, he went to Ghana, which at the time was ruled by Kwame Nkrumah, then went to an Ethiopia ruled under Haile Selassie, moved to Uganda under Idi Amin, um, and spent some time in even what is today called the Congo under um, Mobutu Seko. And the reason I'm only saying that is that he, he always talked of post-independence nations go through transformations, they go through changes, um, leadership changes, ideological changes. And so he always observed what's happening in South Africa as part of the evolution of the democracy in South Africa. Naturally, he, 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 he was uh, concerned and disappointed uh, at, um, I suppose, some of the factions within his own party, the TAC, and also some of the political goings on at national level. So that mixture of the, the necessary evolution of a democracy along with, um, you know, the, 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 the painful uh, changes that come with that at times. Um, he, he never, though, lost hope about the fact that um, the free South Africa that they had, they had uh, really fought for was still a work in progress and would eventually turn into a successful nation. Very, very briefly, what would you like South Africans and indeed the rest of the world to remember about your father? The thing I genuinely want to, to the world to remember about him was that he placed ordinary people um, at the top of his agenda. It, it's what moved him. Um, I think um, having come back from exile and potentially maybe uh, could have maybe uh, gone for some glamorous political position in one uh, arena or the other, he chose to return back to Winterfeld where he had grown up. And there he helped start together with Mr. Sam Mutunyani an orange uh, farming project to help rural farmers. 
He was very hard to have electricity brought to Winterfell. In fact, he was deeply upset that Winterfell had not changed uh, very much in 1991 from the way he had left it in 1961.